In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self-care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field, or work directly with the caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Date Yourself Radio. I'm so excited about this interview, and it's really a subject that's close to my heart. So I talk a little bit about my background in the show, but just a bit of a backstory if you're newish to me. And that is that my original entry into this whole self-development space was actually the fitness industry. I taught exercise and fitness classes for almost 10 years before I started my own health coaching business. And I actually originally started my health coaching business because I found a lot of my clients falling into similar traps that I had worked so hard to get out of and I wanted to support them in that. So a lot of the women who came to my fitness classes told me that they were there because they wanted to burn off last night or they needed to burn off the weekend and they wanted me to work them hard basically. So exercise and fitness, like it had been for me, became a way for them to punish themselves for misbehaving, and I put that in air quotes, or to feel worthy of whatever it is that they wanted. If they wanted to feel loved, they wanted to feel worthy of relationship, whatever it was, they felt like they needed to look a certain way in order to have those things. Ironically, around the time I started my health coaching business was also the time I stopped going to the gym. And as of now, I haven't gone to the gym in well over two years. So 
On a technicality, yes, I've actually stepped foot into a gym because I was teaching yoga um, during those two years and some of my classes were at gyms. And when I moved to Dallas, I actually took a teaching a teaching job, a yoga job at a gym because part of the perk of working at a gym was getting a free membership. And I thought, oh, hey, that can be, you know, I can get back into it and maybe get back into the gym. And it never really happened because um, at that point, the gym still wasn't really feeling good to me. And so in this episode, I chat with Tanya, who is a health and fitness coach, and it's really such a powerful conversation. Um, And it's so powerful because, well, yes, we're talking in the context mostly of fitness and having a healthy relationship to fitness. I keep pointing out the parallels between your relationship to your health and fitness and your relationship with other people, including the people that you date. All this is to say that this is a topic that I hold really near and dear to my own heart, and I'm actually um, getting back to the gym in a healthy and grounded way. So I'm really focusing on my relationship to the gym and fitness in any way that I would you know, focus on my relationship to Stevie or to other people in my life that are important to me. So I'm really excited about going back to the gym, and I feel really good about my decision, and I'm just looking forward to what it's going to bring to me and what it's going to enhance in other areas of my life. So as you listen in on this episode, I want you to consider these questions. When you set out a fitness or a health goal, what is your goal behind your goal? Why is it that you want to lose 10 to 15 pounds? Why do you want to look better? And why even do you want to have more energy? What is it all for? Are you so obsessed with your workout or your calories that you find yourself not being present with yourself or others? Do you find yourself having a hard time sitting and doing nothing? Or if you're on a date or you're with friends, enjoying food, maybe wine, are you having fun and being present? Or are you thinking about how many calories are in all of those drinks? And if you have a weight loss or a health goal, can you have that goal, but then still also be happy with where you are right now? All right, so consider these questions as you listen in, and I really hope you love this interview because I know I really did. And to continue this conversation, to ask questions, get support, and dig deeper with other women who get it, I invite you to join the private Date Yourself community. This is a private Facebook group for women who are looking for a deep and meaningful relationship and want to get there by treating themselves the way they want to be treated. To request access, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash community. I cannot wait to see you in the Facebook group and let's go ahead and get on with the episode. All right, welcome back to the show, everyone. I've got Tanya with me today. So welcome, Tanya. Hey, welcome. Oh, sorry. Thank you for having me. (laughs) All right. So happy that you are here. And so let's just go ahead and get started. Um, Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah, you know, uh, Veronica, when I heard your story, I was like, I could resonate with it so much. I think we have a very, very similar background. Mm -hmm. I started um, as a health and fitness coach. I am a health and fitness coach still. My love for fitness really started in elementary school, in high school as well, where I just really developed this love for sport. I did pentathlons Mm -hmm. and triathlons and cross-country running. And I just really loved the connections I made with other people. I you know, had my training people that I worked out with and everything was very social, very fun, 
goal oriented because we did train for competitions and I really, really enjoyed it. And naturally, because I love sport and I also was relatively good at school, math and sciences and everything like that, I did my degree in kinesiology and uh, shortly after that started a personal training business. And somewhere around there is when I started to really develop a bit of a unhealthy relationship with food and my body. And I remember distinctly the very, very first diet I went on, like the official diet I went on was isogenics. And I lost a fair amount of weight in that nine day cleanse. I think I lost nine or nine pounds in nine days, or it it was way too much. And I got this sort of high on that weight loss and I didn't gain the weight back. Instead, what happened is I kept spiraling into this obsessive need to keep tweaking and to keep changing everything so that I could try to be a smaller size. It was kind of a bit of a game. And, you know, some people will look at themselves and they lose weight and they realize they, you know, they're still don't like their body. I, at that point, loved my body. I actually really, I truly did. However, I was also stuck in this prison of fear that, you know, if I altered anything or if I changed anything or if I went out and had a couple drinks or if I, you know, didn't stick to my workout routine exactly or I didn't work out every single day and count all my calories and track everything, then I would, you know, gain a pound or two. And my self-worth became so dependent on that number on the scale on how I felt. And as I started working at this whole time, I'm working with clients. And I think that the whole answer for them, because you know, as a health and fitness coach, most people will come to me because they want to lose weight, they want to feel better, they want to, they want to improve their their life. And I was always thinking that we just needed to, you know, change the diet, change your diet and exercise a little bit harder and you know, the weight will come off and then you'll start to, you'll start to be happy. And I, a lot of my clients just really developed with this rocky relationship with food and their body and everything like, and just the the amount of negative self-talk that we have to ourselves, how we criticize ourselves sometimes, regardless of what we look like, even if it's, you know, if we're down or we're up and how we, that becomes just a measurement of how we feel about ourselves. And I just realized that, you know, the goal of being healthy is not to have, is not just to get that perfect body or to lose weight. The goal of being healthy is to enjoy life. So it was just a really big shift because, you know, what we put into our body matters and how we move our body matters as well. But just helping other people and myself just develop this more natural relationship with food and body so that we didn't have to waste so much of this life energy on trying to change ourselves or being unhappy with ourselves. And yeah, I mean, I still have my fitness studio and I've also started a podcast and a bit of an online presence as well. But the messaging that I, that I give to my clients and the way I coach my clients has really changed over the last couple of years. I love that. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, we, like you said, we have very um, similar stories where my confidence was based on, for me, the, how, you know, what size I was and, um, you know, 
how much I weighed or on all those things. And that's like all superficial. It's based on external things. Um, so yeah, I just, I just love that. And so I, I'm kind of curious to hear, um, when you went through this shift of, you know, having this unhealthy relationship with fitness to a more healthy relationship with fitness and just your health and your weight, um, how did that affect, um, the relationships in your life? Yeah. And I became a lot more relaxed. So I was able to focus on relationships a lot more. I was fortunate that I met my husband actually before I even started this whole <laughs> diet thing. And, mm-hmm. and I was confident at that time. And I was actually probably even heavier then than I am now. And he like, and I was happy and he loved me for who I was. And that, that still happens today. But when we get so caught up with, you know, measuring things and worrying about how we, you know, how we look and how we, um, you know, well, really how our body looks and we have this ne- more negative body image or we're afraid of weight gain or we're afraid of, it, it just, it stops us from being able to be truly present in our life and the people around us. Like one of my big aha moments was when I was like, is with my son, I have a six-year-old and I realized like, you know, he's going to look at me as mom. And if I'm too worried about going out and playing because I don't feel comfortable, then that's such a waste. And I don't want to look back at my life, you know, in my nineties or whatever time I, I decide to leave this planet or someone decides for me, I suppose that to realize I just missed out on all that joy and love and intimacy and really just really being truly connected with people because I was too caught up in my own or just being uncomfortable. I mean, I know one thing too is that when you have that freedom and then when you are comfortable in your body, I mean, from an intimacy perspective, you have the best relationships and the, I mean, and the best sex you possibly can have because you're so comfortable and, you know, it's, it's just a waste of life energy to be caught up to, I mean, there's a balance of course, to be healthy as well, but to kind of redefine what healthy is and to look at the, you know, the big purpose of, of what we want and how we want to show up in life. Yeah. I love that. Um, and it's, it's just so true. So, for w- women listening to this podcast who, um, you know, kind of let's say they live at the gym or count calories or, you know, have an unhealthy relationship with their body, like what are, what are just a few things they can do, whether it's mindset shifts or something else, just um, start being comfortable where they are right now? That's a really good question. And I think for one thing, just to have the expectation that it's a long, long process and there are days I mean, I've been working on this for a couple of years now. There are many days where I still don't, I feel like I don't have it. And I'm like, oh, I'm such a fraud because I, I don't feel comfortable in my own body all the time. But it's gotten a heck of a lot better. Mm-hmm. I think the best mm-hmm. thing that you can do if you're open to it is to start exposing yourself to that idea over and over again. It wasn't until, you know, you read, you read books like Intuitive Eating and mindfulness and eat what you love, love what you eat. And you realize, and more body positive messages that you can realize that there is another way because the other message is so, it's so strong out there. I mean, there's so much fitspiration type images on social media where it's like, you know, 
no excuses or earn your body or uh, progress, not perfection, mm-hmm. but it has this woman with a, you know, 13% body fat pushing a big tire. I can think of that image exactly. I'm like, well, that's, that's not helpful. So I think the, the first right. thing that, you know, if you realize that you are too caught up there is to start exposing yourself to that message because it does take time and it takes that repetition, just like keeping motivated for everything. Like it may last for a little while, but just exposing yourself time and time again is the, um, is one thing you can do. The other thing you can do and, you know, Veronica, you, you mentioned you, I know you coach your clients this way is you think about how do you want to feel and how do you want, like, what's your big reason that you're here on planet earth? We even kind of go that, that deep with, with my clients. Like, why are we here? If you were to look at your birth date and your death date, and you look at that little dash mark in between, what does that, what does that mean? Are you here to be you know, are you here for your family? Are you here to enjoy your life and to get the most out of it? Are you here because you have a message that you want to share with the world? Are you here because you want to, like I said, take care of your family and engage in meaningful relationships? How do you want to be remembered? And when you start looking at that, you start looking at the really, really big picture and you got to ask yourself truthfully, is if, is your habits that are, you know, are they working for you or are they working against you? Like, are are you, is your obsessive need to go to the gym every single day or you feel, or else you feel guilty or shameful or you feel fat? Is that, is that in line with how you want to show up in life and who you want to be? And that's big. When clients come to me, they don't really, they, you know, they're hoping for a diet plan, but they, they, they don't want to be, they want, but that's, that's where we start. And it's a, yeah. it's, it's a big question. And, and, and that can change over time. Your, your purpose on light in life doesn't have to, you don't have to know it right now, but just having, right. just starting to, to explore that a little bit more. Yeah. I love a lot of um, what you just said there, kind of exploring what um, the goal beneath the goal is. I mean, that's just like, that's what, you know, as you know, like that's how I coach my clients. Like, okay, you want to get a second date or whatever, or have a relationship, but what's the goal beneath that goal? I totally, I love that. Um, the other thing you said that I really loved is talking about habits. Like, are they helpful or are they hurtful? Um, and just, and just a really great, you know, way to reflect on what do you do every day? Do you spend time with the gym like is this being helpful or is it being hurtful um to your goal beneath the goal or what you ultimately want or want your life to to look like um really great stuff um so kind of going off of this related is um how do you strike a balance between being okay um where you are but also having a goal so let's just say like you um, for whatever, you know, for whatever reason, like you're, you want to lose like whatever, it's 15, 20 pounds. Um, um, but still being in a place where like you can have that goal, but then also be okay where you are right now and not, you know, be living for that goal or like living in shame or just kind of putting your life on hold until you reach 
the the 20 pounds or whatever it is. How do you find that balance and where is that balance? That's a really good question. And that's something that I struggle for for a long time. I think a lot of people do. And again, it's we have we have this message out there that, you know, we'll be happy when I'll be happy when I'm mm-hmm. 15 pounds later. I'll be happy. I'll love my body when I'm 15 pounds later, when I'm 20 pounds later. And that's actually probably the number one mistake that women make when trying to lose weight is that we do put our lives and hold our lives and hold. And what you asked is a good question is how you, how you can still t- make steps to, you know, to a weight loss goal, if that's what your goal is, but still appreciate and love where you're at. And I did actually, um, on the, on my podcast, I interviewed, um, a girl lady woman named Julie Stubblefield. And she also has a podcast, which is excellent. It's called love your podcast. And so I'll quote her because something that resonated so much with me is that when you love something, you take care of it. And mm-hmm. that sticks stuck with me. When you love something, you take care of it. So if you just think about the things that you love in your life, maybe it's your, um, maybe it's your kitchen and you love cooking meals. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's your family. Maybe it's your children. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your house. Maybe it's your career. Maybe it's your car that you love. When you love something, you really do take care of it. So when you start to appreciate and love where your body is now, you can start to take care of it. And that, those habits that we talk about, like, you know, going to the gym, um, you know, eating healthier meals, those are, those can be very healthful habits. I know Mm -hmm. I've bordered on the disordered relationship with food and exercise um, in my past. At the same time, eating healthfully is really, is, can make you feel really good. So when it comes to the intent, when it comes from the intention that you want to feel good and you want to be your best and you want to show up in the world, like you want to, like those choices that you're going to make in order to lose weight become a lot natural, a lot more natural, a lot more enjoyable. The other thing is if you think about, um, if you have a goal that you want to lose those 10 to 15 pounds or 20 pounds, we have this idea that we will love our body and we will be happy with ourselves when we get there. And sometimes we are, and sometimes we're not. So by in the process, starting to appreciate and love where you are, then when you get to that goal weight or where you want to be, you'll actually will appreciate and love where you are instead of having yeah. this analogy or this thought that you will, that you will. And then finally, sometimes we have this idea that we want to let, we should lose 15 pounds or we should lose 20 pounds. Cause maybe that's where we were once before, or we compare ourselves to some chart at the doctor's office or, <laughs> um, you know, where sometimes we think that, like I said, we were what there once before and we think that's what we should be. We, we should be back there, but that's not also necessarily true. Sometimes our bodies are going to be, you know, really don't want to be 20 pounds lighter because our natural weight is going to be a little bit heavier than that. And we can fight it and we can, you know, tweak your diet till the cows come home. And, but it's not sustainable because our body's not meant to be there. So it's starting to learn to really enjoy the whole process. I think that's, um, that's pretty big. And, and that's, like I said, Veronica, like, that's a huge 
work in progress. So that's not right. that, that's not a quick fix. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot easier to lose the ten pounds in ten days than it is to learn to love and appreciate your body. But man, is it worth it? Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I was I was that girl. Like, I could I could count calories and lose twenty pounds if I needed. To. Maybe not twenty pounds because I was I was never very overweight, even though I had horrible body image. But I could lose five pounds if I needed to, but I'd always gain it back. Um, <clears throat> And that that roller coaster, um, or that up and down, is a roller coaster, <laughs> um, an emotional roller coaster. Um, one thing that you said that really stuck out for me is, you know, when you lose the weight or whatever, then you'll be happy. Um, <clears throat> and it's like this kind of win then mentality. And I find it so common with the women that I work with, um, like when I can meet someone or when I get married or when, whatever, um, then they'll have X, Y, Z. And so I just really love, um, you know, there's, I just see so many par- parallels, like what's the goal beneath the goal. Um, and you know, how, you know, why is it that you want to do this in the first place and really focusing on that and, um, just letting the external, um, uh, factors kind of fall into place, you know, once you start tackling the goal beneath the goal. Um, really, really love that. You're right. Um, okay. I was going to say there is so many, parallels. I was saying there is so many parallels. It's, it's cause mm-hmm. I mean, life's intricate like that. Like we, we always think that, yeah. you know, this is health and fitness and this is relationships and this is career, mm-hmm. but I mean, we're all relationships, are going to relationships in your, in your um, romantic relationships are going to affect your career, are going to affect your relationship with food, are going to like everything <laughs> impacts each other. So there's, <laughs> there's a lot of, there's definitely a lot of carrier carryovers. And I like, actually, I like how you called it the goal beneath the goal. I think that's a, a neat way of, of expressing it too. So I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it is interesting because everything affects everything else. Like I um, was on a, the phone with a potential client um, last week and I asked, and she's, you know, like very typical of a lot of my clients, like very su- successful career, has a house, like all these like great things. And there was just like this one part of her life that she couldn't figure out, um, which was her, um, her dating and her relationship life. And so I asked her, I was like, okay, so once you're to, once you can get, you know, this relationship part of your life, like solved or, you know, get into a relationship, like how will um, it affect the other parts of your life? Like how will improve those parts of your life? And she was like, well, you know, I feel pretty successful in the other parts of my life. And, you know, so I, you know, I think it's really just this part. And I said, okay. And so then I um, repositioned the question, um, just like, what are you not able to do because of, you know, the relationship situation that you're in? And she was going through a divorce. Um, she was saying, well, you know, because of the money and the credit card debt, I can't invest in my um, business the way I want to. She wants to start a business and she couldn't um, buy a house. And so when I just repositioned the question, she was able to see how um, not having the relationship that she wanted did in fact affect other things in her life. So mm-hmm. my point is, is that, um, you know, nothing exists in a vacuum. Like, you know, your relationships will affect your career, which will affect your health, which will affect your, you know, back to your relationships. I mean, it's just, it's all, it's all interconnected. Um, and I just love that this interview was kind of highlighting the parallels and the interconnectedness of, um, of that. Okay. So I have a question that is kind of not totally switching gears, but, and maybe this is a question more for myself, but I, I know there's gotta be other women in my community who, um, are, feel the same way that I do. So just a little bit of a backstory. I, um, 
I taught fitness classes, like cardio boxing, weight training, like spin, all of those things for almost 10 years. And I got to a point where it was an unhealthy relationship. Like I would just be obsessed with the calories. Um, I remember, you know, like like if I couldn't go to the gym one day, um, but I knew I was going to go out with friends and so therefore consume calories, I would literally um, close the door to my office and run in place as much as I could so I can quote unquote earn my calories to, um, to go out to eat. So I had a pretty unhealthy relationship, you know, to say the least, um, with exercise and, you know, probably somewhat of an exercise addict. Um, and so I haven't really been to the gym and, um, probably over two, I mean, well over two years at this point, really. Um, I do yoga and I move my body in other ways. Um, but I'm, I'm starting to miss doing the, you know, the fitness classes, like I, they're fun. Like I love like Zumba and I love, um, I love kickboxing. I mean, it's just, just a fun thing to do. And plus like, I do have a lot of fire and energy. Like I want to release that. And sometimes yoga just doesn't do it for me. Um, but I have hesitation to go um, back to the gym because I'm afraid I'm going to kind of fall back into old patterns. Um, you know, and I feel like I'm sitting behind an extra 10 pounds of weight, you know, and that, and that weight is like protecting my fear of, you know, being the obsessive overachiever, whatever. Um, and when it comes to the gym, so what advice would you, you know, give to, to me or just to someone who kind of wants to get back into being healthy, but doesn't want to go to the extreme again? Mm-hmm. Those are, that's a good question. Um, and, and it is like, first of all, good for you, honestly, for not going to the gym for two years, <laughs> because that, that's a, that's really hard. That was a big part of your identity and changing that yeah. can be really, really, really challenging. Um, I mean, I, it's okay to eat healthy. It's okay to go to the gym. I know sometimes we kind of go into this, kind of go the other way a little bit more where we're, um, you know, you always feel guilty about trying to eat too healthy because you don't want to you know, you don't want to go overboard. You don't want to have an unhealthy relationship with food. I think the first question is to ask yourself and be absolutely honest with yourself is if you're going to be doing that, like whether it's going to the gym or how you're going to eat in order to feel good. And that's, you know, back in the day, I would have answered yes, even though I realized that I'm not really listening to my body and you know, my body's really tired. I don't need to go to the gym, but I'm going to go anyway because I don't, I, it's not like feeling good for me was just getting away from guilt and shame, but to genuinely feel mm-hmm. like if it's adding to your life, if it's feeling, if it's making you feel strong, if it's making you feel energized, if it's making you feel accomplished, if you're enjoying it, I think that's a really good place to start. Um, yeah. in, with your experience with health and fitness and the more disorder relationship, I would definitely be more aware of you know, the different tendencies that you had before and the different thought patterns that could show up. I think that's something that uh, to definitely be aware of. Like um, when you start having that sort of, uh, like, you, like you mentioned, having to burn off those extra calories that you can go out, for fr- go out with friends, then that's not, uh, that's not normal. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's right. something that we, that, that's not something. So those kind of things you want, you definitely want to be, uh, afraid of or sort of afraid of but you want to be uh, cautious of when you start to appreciate and you start to love your body and it comes from this desire like I said to feel good 
then you can start to have this intuition and you can start to learn to trust your body. And I think that's a really powerful thing. Like, you know, if you do go out with friends and you overdo it a little bit more and you feel like you've eaten too much and you don't feel full, you feel too full, then just trust yourself that the next day you're going to, your body's probably not going to want to eat as much anymore and it's not going to be a big deal anymore. Um, You know, when you're going to the gym, and you need a rest day and you can be honest with yourself. Like I need a rest day. My legs are feeling tired right now. Then take a rest day, do some stretching, do some yoga and start to really start to appreciate your body and start to listen to your body. In my experience, um, personally, like when I start stopped um, being so obsessive and being more natural with food, I gained weight as well. And I stopped weighing myself, um, quite a while ago but my guess is probably about yeah. 10 pounds or so um, um just the way my clothes fit mm-hmm. and you know and I had my own struggles with that too wondering if you know is it is it okay to kind of try to eat a little bit healthier to get back into a certain size and I just realized like my own conclusion was that if I eat healthy and if I work out in order to feel good and know what makes my body feel good then everything else will just take care of itself so I think it's just coming from that mindset yeah. and letting like playing around with a little bit and seeing how it feels. But I can totally identify with the fear of getting back yeah. there because you don't want to go <laughs> that route again. Yeah. Um, no, I, I love that. And I, and I definitely love the question to ask yourself, like, are, are you enjoying it? Um, and again, I just, I'm just seeing so many parallels even to, you know, to dating and relationships. Like, are you, still enjoying spending your time with this person. And if the majority time is no, then, you know, then you have to reevaluate why you're continuing to see him or um, doing what you're doing. And also again, like going back to, you know, how is it that, you know, that I know that I feel like, do I feel really great when I'm eating fresh, healthy food, moving my body a lot um, versus, you know, kind of just sitting around all day. I work at home. So sometimes moving doesn't happen very naturally. Um, and yeah, just being in tune with what makes me feel, you know, different ways. So I love all the parallels and really, really great advice. Um, yeah, definitely that I will use, but I definitely think that there are going to be a lot of women in my community who do have like this overachiever mentality and have gone so far to the extreme to, um, you know, to, to being scared to like want to change anything in their body because they're thinking that's not being accepting of their body of where they are um, right now in that moment of time. So I really, really love that advice. Um, okay, so I want to end the interview with just, I, you're married, I know, and um, happily married with kids and all of that fun stuff. And because this is a podcast about dating and relationships, I would love to hear first, just how does, um, how does fitness and being healthy tie into your relationship? Like how does it help to enhance your relationship? Well, I think when you feel good about yourself and you feel confident and you feel comfortable in your body, which does come from mindset, it also comes from taking care of yourself everything improves like your your relationship improves you um and now Keith and I my husband and I we actually get to go do active things together like we enjoy hiking and 
we started kayaking together now and things like that as well. And it's just so for us, it's a wonderful way to connect, but health is important. I mean, health is, health is your vitality. It's your energy. And Mm -hmm. when you feel energetic and you feel like moving and you feel like you're feeling your body well, and you're not overeating to the point where you, you know, feel like all you can do is lay on the couch and do nothing. You know, it frees frees you up to really enjoy life and to be present and to, you know, to really enjoy your relationships. Yeah. And was your, as your husband, was he also um, health and fitness oriented like, like you were when you guys were? Well, this is a a lot. This was probably the, uh, yes and no. So we met in the running club. So he was a runner at that time. And that was also when I started such a obsession with exercise that it was actually a really big uh, issue in our relationship for the first couple of years, because I would always uh, judge him and, and whether, you know, and his worthiness on how many times he worked out that week. And he does not, he did not have the same obsession with fitness as I did. And I actually felt honestly pretty betrayed at the very beginning of our marriage because I met this guy in the running club and then he stopped running. And uh, anyways, um, I mean, that could be a whole different podcast interview, but (laughs) uh, long story short, um, when I stopped realizing that I couldn't change him and he is who he is, he just naturally did everything on his own. (laughs) So it's, and I don't care. You know, I was asking this question, not exactly sure what you were going to say, but I'm so glad you said this because this was, 100% 100% my experience with Stevie as well. <laughs> really? That's all. That's yeah. Like yeah. It, it's, um, I, I don't want to say I stopped caring. I thought that by not caring whether he worked out or not, that would mean I just didn't care anymore. Um, mm-hmm. but once I just, I mean, there's so many, we talked, I mean, we talked a bit about in our, another, um, discussion about the man list and having you know, your checklist and stuff like that and, and having your perfect person and realizing that there's so sometimes that there's qualities that you didn't even put on that list that are so important. And sometimes we get so caught up with what we think we need that we don't mm-hmm. really appreciate or value all the amazing things that our partner does bring. But I know, yeah. I mean, I work with a lot of clients who are starting to become healthier and want their spouses to to do the same. And really you can, you cannot change other people, but what you can do is you can invite them along and you can enjoy, enjoy that, you know, enjoy being healthy and fit yourself. And then over time that usually starts to, you know, filter down to the, the other people in your life. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's similar to what I say. Cause I always get the question, and can you change men? And I say, you can't change them, but you can allow them space to grow. Um, and which is basically what you just said by inviting them along. And it's so funny because when Stevie and I met, we were living in Washington, DC, like in the center of the city. So we walked and biked everywhere. Um, so we kind of got away, honestly, with not going to the gym or exercising as much as, you know, quote unquote, when should, um, just because we were walking and biking everywhere. I mean, we were like, like knocking 10,000 steps out of the park by 10 a.m. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, just, with all, <laughs> just with all of this, the movement, walking to the grocery store, walking to work, walking just any, everywhere. Um, and then we moved to Dallas, which is a much more car sedentary type of um, culture, city. And, 
And, um, and so I had to kind of get back into the groove of, you know, really making time to run if I wanted to just to move, you know, especially with working with home, with home at home. So it was kind of a double whammy for me. And Stevie would always say like, um, I, I'm not a runner. Like I, I feel like I'm not doing anything when I'm running. Like I'd rather go play basketball or do whatever. And I used to kind of get on. I'm like, well, you need to move a little bit. You need to exercise, blah, 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 blah. And that kind of went back and forth for a little while. And then I just stopped. I just stopped, you know, telling him what he should or shouldn't do. And he actually runs now. (laughs) And I never once told him, you know, after I, you know, made the commitment to just not bug him anymore about working out, um, just that he, and he started to run. And I think it was because he, um, a could see how I was treating myself and how it made me feel. And so that influenced his actions. And two, like, I think that men just don't really want to be mothered by their spouses or their partners, um, and being told what to do or not to do. And just, again, giving them that space to, to, to grow and to figure things out for themselves. Um, and in terms of our eating, you know, I was always eating healthy when we met. Um, I was a mostly vegan, definitely 100% vegetarian but pretty healthy whereas he I wouldn't say he was unhealthy but he definitely did not have the same health consciousness that I did and um and it's kind of it's funny because we've kind of met in the middle like I've backed off my obsession whereas he's definitely taken more of um an interest in like you know eating healthy eating clean whole foods um eating fresh foods um you know, not really doing too much sugar, things like that. Um, so again, just giving each other the space to grow. Um, we've kind of just met in the middle and it just, and it, it happened naturally. So I can completely relate to that. And I'm, and I'm glad that's what your answer was. <laughs> um, it just affirms my theory. Yeah. I, I mean, it definitely worked for us. And I like what you said about that. The husbands and, and men don't like, <laughs> don't, don't, they don't want a mother. I mean, they really don't. Yeah, I think that's really helpful. Yeah, and like Keith as well. Like he's doesn't eat. I'm definitely more on the healthier eating um, patterns than he is. Um, But Mm -hmm. he's also so appreciative now that you know I do (laughs) offer him vegetables, and (laughs) he knows he's healthier because of because he's married to me, and he can definitely appreciate that. So I think it's uh, Mm -hmm. it's a win win, Mm -hmm. and it's just uh, yeah, you know it's. I think he, he has, and he actually has a very relaxed relationship with food. And that's something that's, I think is wonderful. So. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Awesome. I, I love that. All right. So, um, Tanya, where can, um, my listeners find you on the internet? Yeah. Thanks for asking that. Um, the best is my website, tanyashaw.com. Um, that has all the information okay. about kind of what's going on and all my updated blogs and podcasts. I do have a podcast um, called The Fit and Vibrant You. And we have a little Facebook community as well. If you just go to actually tanyashaw.com forward slash party, that's the the word party. Uh, we have a little community if you want some extra support and um, cool. yeah, motivation just to kind of connect that way too. Awesome. And we'll include um, those links in the show notes for everyone. So that's the show notes will be at veronicagrant.com forward slash episode 15. Um, and Tanya, the last question I always ask my guests is what is the favorite way to treat yourself or your favorite way to treat yourself? Oh, you know, for me, it's just, it's small, like small little 
times where you just take a little bit more time to yourself. And it could be taking that extra 30 seconds to really massage your your hand moisturizer into the, you know, into the calluses on your hand or to, uh-huh. you know, really floss your teeth and do a really good job. Like it's just those little daily moments that are, um, they add up and they really just show self-care yeah. to your, to your, your body and yourself all throughout the day. I love that. It just sounds like, um, just being more intentional. Exactly. You know, increasing it. Yeah, this phrase came to my mind this morning, intentional living. And I just thought, that's why I talk about intentional dating. Um, so that really just, you know, highlights that just being more intentional with what you do, what you say every single day. I love that. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the show today. It was so lovely to chat with you. And I loved all of the, all of your wisdom and your little nuggets of genius that you were able to share today. Uh, thank you. I really enjoyed it. And I hope everyone out there on, in your audience got something out of it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Date Yourself Radio. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.